Brenda. And I'm Christy. We're two friends from high school who are connecting and reconnecting over music and memories. Welcome to Normal Bias Podcast. We're glad you're here. Hey guys, we are Normal Bias Podcast and it's a little different today. Brenda was actually on our way to Brenham to record with us. If y'all remember last week, I got stuck in traffic outside of Navasota with Mandy and <laughs> um, going to record with Brenda. Brenda is on her way here to record with me and Mandy and she is stuck in traffic. So unfortunately it's a, it's a really bad deal. So um, they're safe, but someone is not going to make it home today. So anyway, so she was like, you know, I think that God just wants you and Mandy to have a conversation together. So normal bias, meet my friend Mandy Wright. <laughs> Mandy was like she you know she always has like her makeup's always perfect her lipstick and everything and I've known her for forever and I was like what lipstick do you use again so she was I forgot to tell her that it was a video podcast <laughs> so that's that's good thankfully I, I put it on just in case there you go <laughs> so it is Sunday afternoon here in Brenham Mandy is here Brenda will be here in a minute we'll see if she makes it on the podcast or not if not you guys will see her the next time um, but Mandy is, uh, she's, you're very special to me. So Mandy and I, I was just talking to another, to a high school friend and he said, what are you talking about today on the podcast? And I said, well, it's my friend Mandy. And so, and I actually talked about you on Friday with another friend who we were talking about leadership. So Mandy, when I started teaching PPCD, you were, had already, you were in your second year. Yes. So it was my first year, you were second year and I, you were, how old are you? I'm 42. Okay. So you're a few years younger than me. And so I had been married. You were not married, but engaged Correct. my first year. Yeah. Um, so we, we taught together and the way that we taught, there was one of us on several campuses. So we met once a month mm -hmm. and did conferences and things together. So Mandy and I got to know each other kind of slowly um, over that year. And then that first summer we went to a conference together in Fort Worth. Three of us did. Yes. And we shared a room mm -hmm. and because you were the baby, I don't know if you volunteered or if we, <laughs> we volunteered you. I think so, I volunteered. <laughs> yeah. You slept on the floor for a I week did. in a hotel in Fort Worth. Yeah. And then we came back and you got married. Yep. And then we started the next year. And then pretty soon after that was the third year, maybe I was pregnant with Casey. So I have a daughter who's three months older than your daughter. We were pregnant together you had a sister-in-law who was pregnant at the same time. So like it yeah. was a lot of big life stuff happening all at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, and then we would teach together for two more years after the girls were born the summer that they were, that Casey turned to and Grace was almost two. Mm -hmm. I left the classroom yeah. and went and became a consultant. And then I led the team that we had been on together Yes, for a few years. So that was a little bit. And then we did that together for a few years. Mm -hmm before you remarried left the classroom. left the classroom to stay home with your kids yeah so and then you what was fun then was we're leaving out a lot of life in between all there was some stuff like dot dot dot, dot, dot and dot. then stuff happened <laughs> and then dot, dot 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 and then stuff happened so maybe and I got closer and closer as time went on and and you were a different kind of friend and that you became a family friend you and Grace just were part of the family yeah um, and so it wasn't unusual for the three of us and the two of y'all to do stuff together. Um, or, and I like, I remember y'all meeting us at the zoo with my parents to ride the train. Yeah. And then Grace would eventually, Grace and Alex, 
we go to mom's kinder care, yep. Casey. Yeah. Cause you're on that side of town. Okay. Yep. So anyway, so a lot of overlap in our lives, but you had a son. So I had a daughter three months before you, and then you had a son in September. Right. And then I had a son in March. Yep. So we have our boys, our girls, because Grace's birthday falls after the first of September. She's a year behind Casey, but Alex and Noble are actually in the same grade. Right. Cause Alex is a September. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's been, <laughs> and so you have 17 year old, 13 year old, just turned 13. Yeah. And an eight year old and a seven year old. <laughs> so it's lots of fun. So we went uh, last week, we went to, I feel like I'm skipping all over the place. So the Mandy is someone that I've wanted to interview on our podcast. It's important to me. Our, our story has been such a precious part of my life because of where we started where we went together and where we are. Um, so I think for me, the highlights of the story, kind of focusing on me a little bit at first. When I left the classroom, I was a very immature competitive leader. My way of leadership was when I did it, I used to, oh, I've done that. And I was, that's, that's who I was for a while. Um, and you, you, it, whether you meant to or not, you loved me through that. And then, I feel like we grew together as leaders because then you were able to mentor a, a young teacher and we grew together. And then with me consulting and doing the things that I was doing and then you were staying at home and you had a little bit of a health journey in the middle there. Yep. So we would go for 10 years, almost 10 years, not working together. Yes. But when I look at my, y'all know that one of the things I do at the end of my quiet time every morning is I look at my Facebook memories. Even yesterday when I looked, I haven't looked at it yet, but every time, like so often my Facebook memory is you like checking in or I thought of you or it's good to see you or, Hey, we're going to be in town or, Hey, when you're in town next. And so like, you are such a common thread on my Facebook, like checking on me, encouraging me, just loving on me, even though I know what was going on in your life and your health through that time. Um, so, and it was really, you had an opportunity career-wise, you started a company with some people and when you got to build your team, you called me. Yeah. And I think that that, I, I told James at the time, cause you, it took you a while to kind of, like when you first called me, I think I've told this story before. I used to tell this story back when we were actually working together. Um, I used to tell people, like, you called me and you were like, yeah, my, my friends and I, we started a company. And I was like, oh, good thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, everybody has a company, right? And I was like, you know, and I'm thinking, like, it's so cute. Chef, I <laughs> and she kept talking about this company they started. And, and we're not going to talk about the company for legal reasons. <laughs> but Mandy kept calling me about this company she started and she wanted me to come work for them. And I was like, uh, no, yeah, but thanks, you know, like, no, no more pampered chef, yeah. I'm good, you know, like, yeah, I don't want to sell anyway, thanks, um, but it turns out it was a legit company, like, it was legit, you were working to build community for women, absolutely, and when you <laughs> opened that door and showed me what you were working on, it was like, it was just like, I was all in, and so for, let's say from the time that you really, like, sold me on it, to the time we got fired together. <laughs> <laughs> we had a good almost year and a half of working together. It was uh, awesome. It was good. Yeah, it was mostly good. And it was every day 
because we were on the same team. And then we got to hire a writer who worked with us, who was also awesome. Amazing. So we got to start, we got to work together. Yeah. And we, it was to go from such an immature leader that I was to be able to be on a team with you and see how we, like, you know, it's maturity. I think we've both grown up a lot since we were early teachers, but I've grown up and I, you have helped me with that in that we, our team is better if we're both good. It's not about yeah. who's the best at this and who's the best at that. No. And because you and I have so many overlaps in our skill sets, we have so many overlaps in the areas that we're interested in. We have so many overlaps in the things that we want to be and how we want to be. Um, and so you have been someone consistently in my life who's challenged me not just to be better, but also to step back and acknowledge and to see how you're better. I don't know if that makes any sense. It makes sense, but it's funny because I don't see you that way <laughs> at all. I do. And it's, yeah. you've been, you've been such a, you've been a tool. Oh, you're a tool. <laughs> awesome. I've always wanted to be one, <laughs> but that's, I like when I think about you, I think about like, I think about growth. Um, and so that is the very me-sided version of our story. Yeah. But I really, like, you're here because I want to talk about the you side of the story. <laughs> I honestly, when we taught together and we transitioned over to you being the consultant and helping in the classroom, I didn't see that as your immaturity, like, this is how I did it. Here's another way. I took that as an, oh my goodness, that's a great idea. And I ran with it <laughs> because you're a better person than I am. That's why <laughs> I was just very naive in the classroom. And I was like, I was, I was so honored that you shared your skill set with me so that I could be better in the classroom. So I didn't see it that way at all. <laughs> I really didn't. I love that. Well, that's good. Maybe, and maybe that's, you know, maybe my, maybe I see what I want to see looking back, but I, it's, it was, it's embarrassing to me when I think about how I was as a woman and mm -hmm. as a teacher and as a, like, I was competitive. Um, but you, I, I, I really, I don't want this podcast to be about the hard parts of your story because I think, but I think to go where we probably need to go, like yeah. just acknowledge you, you have hard parts of your story. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but for the last couple of years, so we lost our jobs together. Um, and it was, it was, I don't even have words for it to this day. I don't have words yeah. for what it did to us. So we lived here, Mandy and her family lived, um, two hours away. And when things went south with the company, it wasn't just the company. It was the friendships. It was your two best friends. Yeah. They, like, it was like, you know, you go from one day, like 24 seven sharing everything to the next day. Like, you know, like there's lawyers involved. Yeah. You know, can't say names, can't say right. All the things. Um, and all of that work that you had put in for years, for me, it was a paycheck that disappeared. And it was, I grieved what I thought we were going to get to do together. Yeah. And what I thought we were building, but I, I never can think about that without being humbled because yes, I lost that, but you lost something so much more because you had built that right. plane and didn't get to fly it. No. So, but the, but is, so that was the dot, dot, dot. That was right. the, the crazy life that happened. Yeah. So as you regrouped, 
you within two months, what did you and your family do? <laughs> Sold our house and moved to Brenham. <laughs> and now they're here. Yay. So Mandy, the, the blessing in all of this is like, you know, you, the skills that I got as a PPCD, PPCD teacher, as a consultant led me to this, led me to that. I can't talk about what your previous job was, but I can tell you that I see without the skills that you gained in that job. Absolutely. Could not do what I'm doing now. Exactly. Yeah. So Mandy, literally all, if you, so we're sitting facing my backyard, Mandy's office is there's an empty lot. It's catty corner. Like I can in like 30 seconds be in Mandy's office from my back door. Yeah. I come over for lunch sometimes. I just walk Mandy's right here. She has coffee sometime <laughs> on Friday morning. So it's, um, so our whole adult lives, like, you know, well, not our, our whole adult lives, your whole married life to Shane. Yeah. Since our girls were two and three, mm -hmm. we had, we were apart. And now for the past two years, you've been here Yeah. and healing and growing. Yeah. But, um, but you took all of that stuff. You took all of the stuff from your growing up, all of the stuff from your first marriage, all of the stuff from this wonderful, horrible experience with this company. Yeah. And you've taken all those skills and you're channeling them into your new job. So will you tell us a little bit about what you're doing here? Can you, I mean, can you, I don't know. You I can talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm the executive director for Casa for Kids of South Central Texas. Um, I started two years ago as the director of advocacy um, and I thought it was the perfect job. I got to um, work with kiddos and who are in the foster system and I got to work with adults who needed love poured into their cups because um, they were pretty depleted. Um, so I thought that's the best of both worlds. I love kiddos. Um, Shane was a little worried when I got the job. He thought I was going to bring him all home and we had a very small house. So I have <laughs> a very small house. Um, but the good part is, is I told him I can't bring him home. Um, so he was fine with the job. What's, um, a, what's a CASA? I'm gonna back a you. CASA. Oh yeah, please. Um, a CASA is a court appointed special advocate. So they, it's just everyday people. They come to our training 30 hours ish, um, absorb, observe some court time and then get sworn in by the judge. And then they get appointed to cases with children that are in the foster care system to walk alongside them and make sure their kids' voice is heard. I love that. So in our, for the two girls who are listening that are in Houston, maybe more, I mean, I don't know who's <laughs> listening, but um, they, there is a CASA that serves their area too, right? Oh, absolutely. We're, our program is one of 72 in Texas. So there's plenty. And then if you're outside of Texas listening, then there's national CASA and there's CASAs in every state. So one of the things that I love about what you're doing is um, when we talk together, you really did want to take all the foster kids home. It did. You really did. Like <laughs> I, I, I went through foster training to actually <laughs> take one. So, but this is what I love about what you do with CASA is it allows people who like us, we can't be foster parents but I could help a foster child or foster children yeah. walk alongside them through the system and be a consistent face yes. and voice to help their needs. And so as a, as a CASA, I would get to visit with their teachers and like, I would be, what would I do for a kid? Yeah. You'd visit the child week, uh, monthly mm -hmm. and get to know the placement, get to know the parents. Cause obviously the ultimate goal, hopefully if it's safe is for them to go back to the home um, with their parents. That's what all kids want. Um, and then we work with the teachers if they're in school, we work with the doctors if they're, you know, for just checkups, um, if they see a therapist, we work with a the therapist um, to help utilize those tools and bring them back to the house. 
um, and we just build relationships. And then every three months ish, you go to court and you tell the judge, you know, what's happened, what needs to happen, and just offer your your facts, not really your opinions, but the facts that you've collected. So if you could do it, anybody can do it. And if you can't do that, because it is time consuming, it takes some people say it takes 10 hours a month. I'm going to tell you if you're doing it right, it's closer to 30 hours a month. Um, if you have a, a more difficult case, um, which is doable. We have people who work full-time jobs, people in college, people um, who are retired. We have a vast um, variety of people who are at CASAs. Um, a few police officers. My husband was one for a while. Um, so, and he's a firefighter, so he had time. Um, I forgot where I was going with all that. I don't know because like that's the thing I knew like I knew like a couple of people asked me what we were talking about today and I haven't like I have a note. I mean I've wanted to you were one of the first people on my list um but I love how it has been such an honor and a blessing to see your story unfold yeah. to see um like I wish I could list for y'all like one of the things that we do when we interview somebody or when we sit down with somebody is we give them a list of words of the words that we think of when we think of them. So I'll do that for you. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but I, there's so many of the words that have been words that identified you in your past, mm. but I don't think they fit anymore. Um, and I, like for, for you guys, if you knew how many things you have in common with Mandy, like I, like if I could list, it's, it's amazing to me how you can walk through the fires that you've walked through and still be smiling and still be growing and not be bitter. And I like, I'm so grateful for you. So Mandy is the friend. If I like the first thing that comes to mind is, um, she's a friend that like almost on the daily is like, how can I pray for you? And you know, when you, like, when I tell you how you can pray for me, I know you're actually going to pray for me. And then you follow up. Yeah. And it's a little bit, it's kind of annoying because everything, like, that's what, like, that's the thing with Mandy. Like, I, like, I love you. Annoying. No, you're not annoying, but it is a little bit annoying because you're so good. Like, you're so, the last word on my list for you is sweet. And I don't mean that like an, oh, bless your heart way, but like, you really are. Like, you are just sweet and you're thoughtful and you're kind and you're, you hold me accountable for the hard stuff. Like, you have you've seen me make some really bad choices and you've loved me through it and sometimes nudged me, sometimes shoved me. Um, but I like, I just feel like everybody needs a friend like you. That is so funny. To I'm not even kidding. Like everything. I was like, you've done that for me over and over again. Like you were, when things got really hard in so many areas of my life, you were the one I called and you would pray for me, encourage me, nudge me. I mean, I remember some really like, okay, we're going to have to, <laughs> this is a breaking point if this continues conversations. Um, but yeah, I just, yeah. So I like, I wish like I, um, one of the things that we did in our old job was we talked about a, one of my favorite activities was in a group, in a giant group of women, we talked about, we gave words that described mm -hmm. us. And then, you know, like you see women, Oh, me too. Me too. It is, I call it the me too in the good way. Yeah. Because we have so many things that connect us and all that. But if you, if you are watching this and you don't have a Mandy in your life, let Mandy be the Mandy in your <laughs> life. Like friend her on Facebook. She's Mandy me. Wright. <laughs> um, so Mandy, my words for you are, and I had to, I really, I had to 
tear these down because I have a lot more words. And also, she always looks like this, which in enough, I mean, like kind of like, she always looks this good. And I kind of like, just show up one day looking like crap. Like really, <laughs> like, you know, beautiful skin. Even when she's not wearing eyeshadow, she always looks her. Oh, shit. <laughs> so like, yeah, like this is, this is her. She really is that beautiful. Okay. So my words for you are strong, loving, loved, mama, advocate, teacher, comforter, thoughtful, which I said, um, worthy. And then I, I got a little bit off topic here because I started thinking about what you do on Sundays. What do I do on Sundays? So on Sundays, you plan. You get your, oh, she's yeah. a pencil and paper girl. Like if y'all think I have color codes and all the things, I got nothing on her because I only have two kids. She has four kids <laughs> and a husband who works shift work. Yeah. And four kids activities and all the things. All the things. I think in color though. Like if someone has an activity, I think, oh wait, there's a, there's an orange one on the activity. Let me go look and see what it is. And orange is shameful. Oh, orange is me on ours. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're on the, the other, but I have colors for, yeah. <laughs> I have colors for the employees at work. Just they do. Um, so yeah, so you're a planner, a scheduler, you're a pen and paper girl. You're all about organization like Mandy is with, with having 16 kids. <laughs> Which is Mandy's house is, is a little bit bigger than ours. They actually have two bathrooms and three bedrooms. Yes. But, but technically ours was the garage. <laughs> but still. So like their house is a little bit bigger than ours. But it's funny like when everybody's there, like when we all sit down to dinner and the like it's 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 a no. home. Oh yeah. It's lived in hundred <laughs> percent. So but I always joke like when Mandy moved here, I I was like Y'all lived in a friend's guest house for a short period while waiting for your house to be ready. Yeah. Um, and maybe like every Sunday you would get all the kids clothes ready for the week and all of their lunches ready for the week. And mm -hmm. I was like, I would get tired just watching you. <laughs> but I, one of the things that I've realized about you is I've parented alongside you and walked alongside you all these years is the things that I am kind of good at, like you're really good at. You are like, you're such a good mom. And, um, she's so good at like giving gifts to her. Well, she's good at giving gifts to people, um, period, but you're, she's so good at giving gifts, thoughtful gifts to her family, um, and making special days special for her kids, birthdays, holidays, everything like it is my love language. It is. And you're good at it. You're, you're not always good at accepting the gifts, but you're great at giving the gifts. <laughs> True. So. Yeah, so I'm okay, so this may be one of the fastest normal bias podcasts ever, <laughs> but part of it is because like, I could talk about you all day long, but I didn't want to, not bog down, but I didn't, I didn't want to focus on the hard parts of your story. I wanted to focus on the, yeah, you've walked through hard things, but you stepped on those hard things to get where you are, and where you are is pretty awesome. Absolutely. So, yeah, and I would you, not be where I am now if it wasn't for all of the things I went through, and it has uniquely made me fit for this role. I mean, I don't, it's not a, it's not a me thing. It's, it's just, I, this happened. I, I can understand what the kids are going through. This happened. I can understand what the parents are going through. Um, it's, it, I, when they say, you know, God takes the ashes and turns them into beauty. That's this a hundred percent. And it has nothing to do with me. Well, but it does because you let him use you. And you wake up every day and you're like, what can I do for you today, God? Like, I don't, I don't ever see you say, 
what can I do for my glory? What can I do to make me look good? Like you are willing to, one of the things that I, like it took me, I didn't understand you at first because you would like go to bat for a kid or for a paraprofessional or for anyone you saw as a victim or as an underdog. It might be like, you would kind of like when you were young, you would go from this to like East side pretty quick. <laughs> <Did> me- <laughs> yeah. That's what we always talk about. Um, but it's been, it's been cool over the last 18, 19 years to, I guess 19 years now. Yeah to watch you take all of that passion and stuff and channel that into like, I guess you've learned like when to speak up and when to wait. Yes. And it's maturity. Yes. Still learning. <laughs> if you're yes. watching this and actually know me, I apologize for the times that I didn't. Still working on it. Oh well, yeah. We're all a work in progress here. Yeah. But um, how many times have I sent you an email? Like read this before I hit send. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It is. It's good to have somebody who like really knows your heart and also knows business and relationships and stuff to bounce things off of because it's um I do think that you and I operate kind of like if if the rest of the world is going this way you and I are kind of like over here like you know like along like if they're all swimming we're kind of on the edge going the other way yeah and it's nice to have somebody who gets that yeah and who understands that I'm not really interested in like being successful in the world's view but I'm you know like and with your job like I know that I know that your heart is just for the kids and for the families and for that. And like, sometimes that means swallowing your pride. Sometimes it means eating some crow, like whatever it means, but you'll do whatever it takes for those kids. Absolutely. So, and you're okay. So your song choice, um, are the premise of our podcast is, you know, the whole mixtape thing. So if I made you a mixtape, this is one of the songs I would pick. And I, so there's only one song for Mandy. (laughs) And part, and if you know this about Mandy, I'm, so yours, yours has two. Okay. So the title of the episode (laughs) is Mandy because. Oh, Mary Manilow. Absolutely. (laughs) That's my favorite song. I play it when I'm sad. I play it when I'm happy. Um, was it two, three years ago? Uh Um, it was the height of my anxiety. Um, and my word for the year was grit. So I found out Barry Manilow was coming to concert and I was like, that's it. I'm going. So I bought myself a ticket. I tried to get people to go, but surprisingly, <laughs> no one wanted to go here. Barry Manilow. <laughs> like, gosh, I'm sorry. I can't try to <laughs> washing my hair. Um, so yeah, I drove, I actually called Christy as I'm trying to not have a panic attack because I got lost and Christy's talked me through it. So I parked, went into the concert and you did it. I did. And she, for Mandy it. to do a crowd at that time, y'all, was like nothing short of miraculous. But so, and I, I think the first time I went to your parents' house, I found, I was like, I finally got up the guts to say, so, <laughs> and what is the answer to the question that everybody asked? Were you named after that song? Yes. Yep. My name's not Amanda. It's Mandy. Very memorable. <laughs> <laughs> so that is, that has to be our, um, our episode title because that is your song it is like that you like that's your song yep and um but the song that I picked the song that as I was thinking through all of the things that that um that you are not just to me but that you are working for right now so the song I actually have a hard song for you for our mixtape and that is um Pat Benatar's Hell is for Children and it's not, she was not a victim of child abuse, but she heard about, like, she, she came from a really, like, Eber Cleaver background, and so mm-hmm. when she, when she 
heard news reports of the horrific things that were happening to kids, she wrote the song and the song is meant to communicate the anger and frustration and stuff. Um, and that was, it was a song that we used to use on mixtapes when we make them like a tavern and stuff. But I thought about that song for you because you willingly every day visit that hell. And if you think that, if you think that being executive director means that you get to work eight to five, Mandy is, Mandy, there's two cell phones sitting on my desk right now. And Mandy is actively working a case today uh, with something that's going on with one of the kids. And she's guiding the advocate who can work with the kid and work with the family. And um, it's like your job never stops, which has been yeah interesting to watch you walk through that because you're married to a first responder. Right. So that it has been the last couple of years have been really a different to you or, you know, you, you're still always there for your kids and you haven't compromised what you do for them, but it is very different to see you growing. Juggle. Yeah. Grow, growing is a good word, but also just like you're learning how to do what needs doing. Yeah. And also for Mandy, one of the, and this is something that we've been working on there. Your year started over September 1st, your fiscal year. Yeah. Yeah. So we treated that as a new year. Yeah. So her New Year's Eve was August 31st and she, you've been working since then on setting goals and naming your time and keeping work, the work that you can in the work box. Yes. And so it's been challenging. I was like, do you want to talk about that at all? Cause I think people would can relate to that, but I don't know, that may be a different, I feel like today's like our conversation today is really like a jumping off point. Cause there's so many things that we could talk about. Um, but yeah, so I, I am grateful for you and for the people like you who are out there actively working to make children's lives better and to give them the chance that our kids have. Yeah. And there's lots of people. I mean, there's tons of unsung, un, unsung, what? unsung heroes. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to say. I was like, wait, what? In case you don't speak Mandy. Um, so tons of them. And it's, they're not just the CPS workers and supervisors or the advocates or even the advocate supervisors that we have at CASA. I mean, it's the people who can't give their time, but they donate, you know, diapers or, you know, they can't do this. So they put their Amazon smile under our name. I mean, there's tons of different ways that people help that aren't just people giving of their time and heart because it's not, a, everyone has seasons and sometimes your season is not capable of fostering or um, being an advocate. There's, there's just different ways that you can help, not just CASA, but, you know, reach out to your CPS office and add to their rainbow room. Um, there's just, there's lots of different ways to get involved and help. But I am going to plug y'all a little bit. So okay. this episode will air on Friday, Friday the 23rd. Yes. And on Tuesday, the 27th, that's the Brazos Valley Day of Giving. So if okay. you go to brazosvalleygives.org, you can look up CASA. Um, CASA for kids of South Central Texas, because there's yes. lots of CASAs. Yes, but well, but you, oh, there might be two on this one. There are two on this one. Okay, yes. So anyway, but uh, one of the cool things about Brazos Valley Gives is a day of giving, mm -hmm. but you can give any amount. You can give a dollar, you can give $5, you can give $10. And what's cool is if you give $10 for CASA for kids for South of South Central Texas, all $10 go to y'all. Y'all yeah. keep that money. Mm -hmm in you service how many counties four counties austin colorado waller and washington okay so that that all that money stays here for these mm -hmm. kids for these programs um and it's you know i think people sometimes are intimidated like when they find out that you work for an, it's a nonprofit too yeah. 
And when they find out you work, they're like, oh, well, I, I don't have thousands to give. Right. $5 helps. Right. Because, I mean, $5 is a pack of diapers. $5 yes. is a pack of underwear for a kid that's right. carrying clothes in a It's a sonic gift card so that you can have a little bit of normalcy, mm-hmm. you know, for the teenager. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so anyway, any amount really does help. Um, and you guys can find them on social media. You can go find them for the Brazos Valley Day of Giving. You can find Mandy directly after you are... If you have something that you are listening to this and you feel called to help, then I will, I'm happy to put you in contact with Mandy. So, so Mandy, thanks for sitting down. Thanks for giving, I know your Sundays are crazy. So thank you for giving up. Thank you for sitting here. This, it wasn't hard. This was, this is us. So it was good. I know, except we didn't have coffee. No, just water. Yeah. Mandy's on it. Mandy's like on a serious health kick and has lost I always feel bad saying you've lost a ton of weight. Like, <laughs> I mean, she's lost a ton, but she's really like she's has is you're really doing great. Point two pound, um, point two pounds away from fifty pounds. So proud of you. Thanks. So, cause that that is like her husband is an amazing cook. So it has not been like <laughs> it's been a bit of a, a little bit sacrifice, but good. Okay. Well, normal biasers, we will see y'all next week so next week I think unless we record with somebody else next week part of the reason that the next week we get to sit down with the girl who taught me how to be a friend so Lynn's we're going to interview Lynn on Wednesday awesome so Mandy knows Lynn because of all the family things (laughs) yeah so anyway well you guys have a great weekend uh this is what is it's Friday the 23rd all kinds of awesome stuff going on. So y'all have a great weekend and we will see you on Wednesday. Bye guys. Oh, oh, but I do need to say Wednesday, we are doing a Facebook live. This is our candy corn. Really? Where do you stand? Y'all have people have big feelings about the candy corn. So we're doing, we'll be Facebook live Wednesday, the 28th and talk about the whole candy corn debate. Where do you stand on candy corn? I like candy corn. I don't like candy pumpkins too much. Yeah. Okay. Candy corn is just enough. Do you eat it with anything or by itself? I eat each little color by itself. So like I'll bite off the white and then I bite off the yellow and then I eat the, the orange. Um, one of the <laughs> words that you guys might <laughs> and it's a little OCD. A little bit. So that's, I'm really, I'm a little bit sad that you and Brenda, that you and Brenda are going to be like ships passing in the night, but. Anyway. Do this again, anytime. Come on. We'll have Brenda come for a Friday morning coffee. We'll do it outside. That'd be awesome. (laughs) All right. You guys have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. Bye, y'all. Hey, y'all. Are you still watching? Are you still listening? We're so glad that you're still with us. If you want to connect online, we're at www.normalbiaspodcast.com. Or you can find us on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube. And our very favorite, if we made you a mixtape, we'd put all those songs on our Spotify playlist for you. All the things.